and more live at the Central Park Summer Stage on Wednesday, June 25th. WQHT, New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers, the hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. I am so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. Very special day, Father's Day. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, at Street underscore Soldiers. Hashtag for this morning is Father's Day. What makes a good father? What do you think? Call us now, 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Tweet us your comments, at Lisa Evers, at Street underscore Soldiers, hashtag Father's Day. On Instagram, Lisa Evers Live. And if you have comments, if you have not, maybe you don't know who your father is. Maybe you never had a relationship with your father. If you have things you'd like to say to him, if he was just in your life or you had any way to contact him, we'd like to hear from you too. 1-800-223-9797, 1-800-223-9797, Twitter at Lisa Evers at Street underscore Soldiers, hashtag Father's Day. We want to wish a very, very happy Father's Day to all the dads, to all the adoptive dads, foster dads, stepfathers, grandfathers, uncles, big brothers. And supportive men in our communities who are performing this important role in a child's life. Surrogate fathers, men who are standing in and being that adult male positive role model to our children. And, of course, we have to mention the women who are raising their children on their own without the help of their children's fathers. We recognize your sacrifices and your efforts, too, in uh, trying to raise our kids. We're talking about what makes a good dad and something called the fatherhood factor. We all know having a dad in the home makes a big difference in the lives of our children. There's no question about that. But there is new research that tells us fathers play an even bigger role than we suspected beyond the emotional one and the one that's involved in the personal love relationship and family relationships. And we've heard, you know, I'm sure you have too. We've talked about them, interviewed them, and, and done their stories here on Street Soldiers many times. Many inspiring stories about men and women who become successful Despite ha- not having a father in their home or not knowing their dad or their dad having abandoned them uh, when they were just babies, it shows that kids can grow up without a father. But uh, these n- new statistics, new studies show that kids who grow up without a dad, without the active involvement of a father, are really starting out life with the deck stacked against them. There's issues that they have to deal with before they can even get to developing who they are, recognizing their talents, developing their unique contribution that they're making to this world. They're more likely to do poorly in school, get in trouble with the law, be incarcerated, and even be obese. Children without a father are more likely to be overweight at a young age and stay overweight. So there's health issues involved with this too. If there is a father in the home, a father actively involved in the child's life means better social, emotional, and academic development. And that's on top of the experience of the unconditional love and the love relationship and family bonds that you develop that sustain you through a lifetime, you know, when things aren't necessarily going the way that you need them to go. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about fathers. We're, we're going to do a little bit of a different focus on this uh, Father's Day episode of Street Soldiers 2, we want to talk about the issues involved if you're incarcerated, your relationship with your children, the feelings of guilt, the feelings of disappointment, the, how do you reconnect with your children, how do you maintain a relationship with your children if you are behind bars, what about when you come home, how do you reintegrate yourself into that child's life. We've got some men that are going to help us uh, talk about that and take your telephone calls too, your questions and comments, what makes a good dad, or... 
you know what? If you didn't have a good dad, what you'd like to say to him if he's listening to the show? 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Hit us up on Twitter at Lisa Evers at Street underscore Soldiers. Hashtag Father's Day. Instagram Lisa Evers Live. You can see those pics from behind the scenes here in the studio. And I want to um, introduce to you our amazing panel. We have Shuaib Abdur-Rahim. He is a career coach with a fatherhood initiative with the Osborne Association. We actually met in Sing Sing. Yes, we did. And a pleasure to have you here in our studio. Yeah, it's at a pleasure to see you again. Hot 97. Thank you so much uh-huh. for being with us. We appreciate it. Also with us is Premium Pete. He's with the organization uh, Presence or Movement Presence Over Presence. We're going to find out what that's all about. Pete, thank you so much for thank being you for with us. Me. We appreciate it. Also with us, AC Clayton. He is an author. Um, he had two children when he went into prison. He had two more coming out. He's going to talk with us about that whole relationship and how that works and how he's uh, turned his life around to become a very successful author. We want to hear about that as well. So, AC, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you for it. having me. Also with us is Gilbert Ortiz. He's a 22-year-old father of a 7-year-old daughter, was a teen dad. We're going to find out what that was like and how you're handling all that. So thank you for being with us. Bless all mine. We appreciate it. And also with us is Kenneth Haggerty. He's the father of six children. We're going to find out uh, what that's like. So, Kenneth, thank you very much for being with us. Yes, it's a pleasure. And also joining us on the phone is the one and only Kevin Powell, founder and uh, executive director of BKNation.org, author of many books. Kevin, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Lisa. Happy Father's Day to everyone. And before I was dating thank you, you and thank you so much for being with us. AC, I want to start with, start with you on this. As a father, you had two kids when you went in, when you started to serve your bid. Tell us what that was like. I had, <clears throat> initially I had a son. Um, when I went to prison, he was about a year and a half. My daughter was still in the womb. And so... The very first time that I saw my daughter was about a month after she was born. Back then, and we talking about 1993, she was, um, we didn't have internet, we didn't have, you know, access to see your child. So the very first time that I saw my daughter was on a visiting floor, um, and it was difficult. It was extremely difficult. I felt guilty. That I abandoned ship. It was at that moment that I realized that I actually abandoned my ship, that my post. I was so loyal to the streets that I thought that I was doing what I was supposed to do for my hood, for my friends, but I abandoned my post. And that was the very first time that it really hit me like, oh, wow. This is crazy. That was a big turning point for you. It was pivotal. It was traumatic. And how did your thinking change after that? It changed by increments, right? Because at the time I was still dealing with, I was facing life. Um, I had a lot of other things that was going on in my life. I was coming of age still. I'm, I'm wrestling with trying to maintain my reputation. I'm wrestling with... Um, perceived betrayals by my friends. I'm wrestling with uh, my children's mother who was lost at that time. You know, like I abandoned her. So basically your whole world is upside down and yet there you are looking at the possibility of spending the rest of your life behind bars. Correct. And, And so how do, as a young man, how do you deal with that? How did you deal with it? 
spoke to my mother a lot. That's my day one. Um, she helped me. She helped guide me through it. I didn't have a father. I was. This is why this. I think this discussion is so profound. I mean, I have a father, but he was never really present like that. And so it was no. It was no backdrop. There was nobody to lean on. It was nobody to talk to. No man to man type of situation. Right outside of other men that was in a situation that I was in. Your same age, like your same experience Correct. level. Correct. Nobody. No wiser, older. Man to turn to there. Correct, yeah. And also, you know, the the era that I grew up in, we didn't respect men like that anyway. Older men. You know, um, so even if there was an older man at that time, I wasn't receptive to actually take what he was saying. All right, we're going to talk about that. 1-800-223-9797. Happy Father's Day. You want to shout out your dad or tell us what makes a good father? 1-800-223-9797. Twitter, at Lisa Evers, at Street underscore Soldiers. Or maybe you never knew your dad, or maybe your dad really fell down on the job or just was MIA, missing in action your whole life, and you have a few things you'd like to say to him and kind of move your feel, your own feelings and your own process forward. Give us a call. Let us know. 1-800-223-9797. I'm Shuaib Abdur-Rahim. You were, we met it when you were incarcerated. You were in Sing Sin. I was speaking up there with the Young Men's Muslim Association at their invitation. You raised your daughter while you were behind bars. Yes, I did. And it was uh, one of the most enriching experiences in my life. My daughter was born while I was in prison. Raising her in the visiting room, in the uh, family reunion program, through the trailers, that's what helped to shape and mold me, keep me focused throughout my entire time I was in prison. Uh, I always call her like my... uh, She's been like the wind in my sails. She did. Whenever I started losing focus, I would get a letter, I get a visit, and she would remind me of who I was in her life, how important I was to her. So that, to me, that was very, very important. Uh, that's one of the things that, that I learned while I was in prison. You know, was, I had learned pretty much on my own uh, how to di- be a father, a distant father, an absent father, but a father nonetheless, because. She reminded me that I'm a, that I'm her dad. She reminded me. She called me Abu in Arabic, which means father. You know, it was Abu, 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 and that to me, you know, was a wake up call when I spoke to her on the phone. And uh, even now, she doesn't fully realize just the impact that she's had on me. But I want to speak to the fathers who are still incarcerated, because I'm I'm home now after serving 37 and a half years in prison. Oh my goodness! And now I see out here, I'm with the children. I see them on the train. I, I see them in the neighborhood. I work with the Osborne Association Father Initiative as a career coach. I'm working now with the dads who are coming home from prison. And I'm seeing them struggling, trying to get back into the lives of their children. I realize how important it is in the lives of the children that I see, particularly in Osborne, where we work with the children of incarcerated parents. And uh, this is one of the joys that I see these young children, man, they have actually come together to create their own support network. And the work that we're doing with the Fatherhood Initiative is an adjunct to it because as the fathers come home, they need a way. They need to know what they have to do. Many of them have already started with the parenting programs that Osborne offers in just about all of the major prisons, particularly ones in the sound and within the reach of this radio station. And to, on that note, I want to give a shout-out to all the fellas who are still inside, all the dads. Happy Father's Day to all of you. You do matter in the lives of your children. Don't let the shame keep you from writing that letter. 
Don't let the shame or the guilt that you may feel think that it doesn't matter. Even if they don't write you back, you still have to reach out to your children. They need you, even if it is just a letter. And I know it's hard and it's difficult. I know you feel you have to deal with so-called baby mama drama. Listen, it's not about you and her anymore. It's about you and your child. The child needs you. And you can have a relationship independent of whatever else was or is going on with, Absolutely. The, with, with the child's mother. Gilbert, tell us your situation. Okay, you became a dad. You were what, 17, 15? I was 15 years old. 15 years old. Grab that mic there, please, babe. So tell us what happened. You're in high school? Yeah, I was in high school. I was actually uh, getting myself into trouble already. Um, mother and father, mother and father coming up to school almost every other day. Uh, I'm running the streets loose. You couldn't really tell me much. Um, like the brother here said, um, when I was growing up, we didn't really respect the opinion of people older than us. We were like, listen, dude, you, you know, your day is done. You know, but only if I would have maybe just took a little bit of what they said. But um, I was selling drugs in the streets. I was gang affiliated. You know, it led to me being in and out of jails. You know, just... Um, at that time, I had a girlfriend who was... Uh, she was just really good to me. And um, at the time when she told me, I didn't really want to believe it. I was like, I'm so young. I'm so young. I don't even really know how to tie my shoes myself. Yet alone raise a kid. So, I mean, it, it, it was really her having to chase me down and um, for me to take responsibility. But going ahead, you know, I just kept my eye on the prize. And um, sooner or later, I got myself together. And uh, I just want to give a shout-out to my oldest brother, uh, Angel Ortiz, he uh, actually introduced me to Mr. Rahim and the Fatherhood Initiative. And I knew I had to join the Fatherhood Initiative because, I mean, I never saw my older brother so involved and proactive before. I mean, he was so motivated to do, you know, about the Fatherhood Initiative. And um, at first I was like, come on, man, I just got off of papers. I don't want to go back and get drug tested some more and do all this. with you. And he said, please, little brother, like, give it a chance. He's are real good people here. And for him to say that was something big because I never seen him acknowledge anyone like that. And um, as soon as I stepped in the Fatherhood Initiative program, I mean, Mr. Rahim laid the foundation down for me day one. And everything that I thought that I was, and I thought I was a big shot or I thought I was doing the right thing, he actually let me know, listen, brother, there's actually a, a, a right way to do this. You know, you want to get back into your kid's life? You know, the first step is to admit you know, everything you've done wrong and admit that you haven't been there 100% for that kid. And after that, after you set that down, you know, then you can work on actually parenting skills, getting employed. Because if you can't, if you can't buy your daughter a soda or your son a soda, you know, it's really not much you can do for them after that. So we, we uh, came to the conclusion that working is, number, you know, is up there. One of the first things is just becoming gainfully employed, leaving everything in the streets, you know, and just really having a paradigm shift. Saying, listen, did it, did you say paradigm shift. Did that really help you turn around, turn your back on the street life? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I mean, um, I'm I'm grateful to God to say that since I've joined the Fatherhood Initiative a uh, year and a month to the date, I have not even been stopped by a police officer. I have no involvement with the police at all. I actually uh, I'm just trying to give back now as much as I can because I have a younger brother. You know, and um, I just tell them every day, please, don't go down the road you see me and your older brother and your older cousins go down. Because if you can learn something from the next man and you don't have to go down that road, just, you know, really don't. What are some of the things that you've, you've like the joys that you've experienced as you've reconnected with your daughter? Wow. I mean, I just see she's, a, she's hilarious. She's funny. I mean, she's, and she's so optimistic. She's a, she, every day she'll come to me and say, Daddy, I want to be something else. You know, and she's um, a type 2 diabetic, so she takes insulin. 
But I mean, that doesn't hinder her. I mean, this little girl is so active and she's so happy. And and since being back, you know, with the family and everybody's 100% open to her, we actually just had like a little slumber party last night where uh, all my nieces came over and she was there and my girlfriend was there. Because I don't use the term baby's mother. She's the mother of my child. I believe that that's a very ugly term to say right. baby mother. But, I mean, a fatherhood initiative to any to anyone out there who just really wants to reconnect with their children or just really reconnect with themselves, just be, you know, find themselves. Um, the fatherhood initiative is a great place to start at and finish. All right. We're going to give out some information about that. 1-800-223-9797. Give us a call. You want to tell us what you think makes a good father. Shout out your father or... Uh, you know, maybe your father wasn't there and you want to let us know and, and kind of share that. You don't have to give, give us his name, but if you have those feelings you want to express. Um, Premium Pete, when you hear these comments, what do you think? Um, um, first of all, I think it's just beautiful to hear these stories. And, and you know, I mean, hearing a young dad and, and, and how much it means to him and, you know, and what it means to me. You know, well, my daughter's 14 years old and um, I was devastated when I was young because uh, me and my ex-wife had got divorced at a young age. So I had to learn how to be a dad and, you know, as like a single dad or a weekend dad or a part-time dad, wherever you call it. And it was devastating to me because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to be a weekend dad. I didn't want to just see her on You didn't want to miss every little thing every day. I wanted to do everything. I wanted to. So so I, I fought with myself between working and, and life and, and, and said, you know what, I'm going to go there on Tuesday and go for pizza or I'm going to go to the movies on Wednesday just because, or, you know, and I'm going to try everything I could do to be in her life. And then, unfortunately, um, um, troublesome years, I had wound up getting locked up and missed a couple of those young years. Um, that time took me to grow and grow into the man I am today. And, uh, you know, one of the most devastating things to me was missing her first day of school. And when I came home, I have never looked back. And I came home with this movement of presence over presence because I think as a father, regardless if you're there or not, you feel guilty sometimes. And I wanted my guilt to be the presence of being there, not the presence of gifts. I wanted her to remember, you know, kids... Are, what really matters, they don't really... It's so true, they remember the experiences so much more than they do the toys or whatever you get them, yeah, I I'm, think. It's it's important. I feel like, you know, as a, even like I have a daughter, so, you know, say if you buy them Barbie dolls, you know, they're not going to remember the 912 Barbie dolls you remember. Right. They remember those times you spent with them going to, say, you know, the movies every Saturday or the little things That's that so you true. do. And I I really feel that us as fathers, and it's great to hear these men in here talk so powerful. For us as fathers, regardless if we're good fathers, we need to be, we need to help rebuild the name dad and fathers because so many people have let, you know, these mothers in this world down. No, exactly. Well, let, let me get, let me bring in Kenneth and then I want to bring in Kenneth, we got Kevin Powell too, and we've got so many phone calls too. Kenneth has, has six kids. Six kids, yes. You made your family your priority. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know what I would be without my children. I mean, they're everything to me. And like these guys were saying, it's so important. It's it's not about the presence. It's the presence, you know, your essence, the presence of your essence, like he's uh, like in song. And it's just being there for them. <clears throat> I think that's so important. And, um, you know, I love my children so much. I mean, one day without them, I, I would go crazy. I mean, even when we went on vacation, me and my wife were like, you know, we're, we're in the middle of Bahamas on a, on a cruise. And we're like, ah, you know. Maybe we should just go back and see the kids one more time. I mean, it's just that's how deep it is. And, and, you know, I just wish people out there can really, you know, see how important that is to, to just be there for them and really, really like 
I mean, it doesn't matter what you did in the past. It doesn't matter, you know, if you were like the best father in the world or if you feel like, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, it's this it's the end now. It's 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 about just being there and it's just about, you know, um, just letting all the past go and just, you know, really, you know, um, being involved, being, being involved. there, being, yeah. being hands on, as they, as they say. Let me bring in uh, Ke- Kevin Powell. Kevin, the uh, you've you've written about fatherhood a lot, talked about it a lot. Have some some good new information and blogs out there. Tell us about that. Well, let me say first of all again, happy Father's Day to everyone there and everyone out there listening. Thank you. And my heart is just full listening to all the, the brothers in the studio with you, Lisa. Uh, I'm in Miami, Florida, right now. I was brought down here this weekend to uh, uh, work with Trayvon Martin's father. There was an incredible fatherhood program last night, and it, the same things that are being said on your show were said last night. And for me. Uh, listening to all this, I'm a man in my 40s, and I literally just found my father last Thanksgiving, uh, November 2013. I took two or three years working with someone, a woman I didn't even know, found me on Facebook, said, you know, I'm a genealogist. If you ever need to find somebody, let me know. I like the work that you do. And I said, you know wow. what, I need to find my father after all of these years. And I did not tell my mother until Thanksgiving Day, and as you all can imagine, my mother raised me on welfare, food stamps, government cheese, Watch me go to four grammar schools, getting suspended all over the place, go to three high schools, getting suspended all over the place. By the time I was 14, 15 years old, getting arrested by the police. But for the grace of God, I could have been in prison like some of the brothers there. Uh, and just confused completely uh, growing up about what it was to be a man because there was nothing around me telling me that. I was raised by all women, completely confused. But let me, do, let me say this. I, I thank my mother and I thank all the single mothers out there. It's, un, it's not true to say that women can't raise boys into being men because I am a grown man with an author of 11 books and I speak around the country and overseas and have my own business. And I've become a man who, because of what happened to me, uh, I mentor and work with young people everywhere because I realize how critical it is for us as men, even if we don't have biological children like some of the gentlemen there, to actually show up in our communities on a consistent basis. I told my mother on Thanksgiving I was going down there. She cursed up a storm, as y'all can imagine, and she's a Christian, but it don't matter. She just cursed, and she's still feeling that hurt because he disrespected her. He uh, said to her when I was eight years old, I'll never forget the day. It was a rainy day I was in, in Jersey City where I was born and raised. We didn't have a telephone. That's how poor we were, at least. So we had to go to the drugstore on a payphone. This is mad old Wow. And my father said to my mother, you lied to me. He's not my son. I'm not going to give you a near nickel. This is what he said, a near nickel for him ever again. And he just disappeared. And I, you know, and I can't tell you the hurt that I felt, the sense of rejection. Uh, and so many young men out there feel that. Today, at our website, bknation.org, bknation.org, we have over 50 men and boys writing about fatherhood from different angles. Uh, and the first one is by a young man, 20 years old, from the Bronx, and the VA saying, the article is called, I Have to Be My Own Father. His dad was never in his life, and his father just committed suicide last year. Oh and so God. I commend all the men who represent for their fathers. I commend the men in your studio, Lisa, who are speaking so honestly and, and courageously and owning the mistakes and saying that they're going to be fathers or they are fathers in lives. I commend the men who have been there all along because we need men. We've got enough boys in our communities. We need men in our communities. I drove down to South Carolina the day after Thanksgiving. I just showed up. I didn't even tell them I was coming. We just found addresses and names of people. And I went from being an only child of my mother to finding out that my father had six to ten kids. I thought that I was bracing myself for getting rejected again. That little boy at eight years old, even in my 40s, was still wondering. Even with all your accomplishments, right? Even with all your accomplishments. Yes, ma'am. And the the love that they gave me was incredible. I mean, it was like I was a long-lost brother. It was actually in South Carolina. 
And um, it changed my life. And I can say to you all, in my 40s, Lisa, and the gentlemen there and people listening in your audience, this is the first significant Father's Day weekend I've ever had in my whole life. The first one. Wow. Okay, Kevin, you can stay with us a little bit, right? Let me a bring little you... bit. i got to actually speak at a breakfast for men here in Miami, but I can stay a few more minutes. Yes, all right. We're gonna, if you have to go, you have to go because we're going to take a short break, but we're going to check in on Twitter here. Okay. Should we say goodbye? I'm, I can hold on for a minute. Okay, good. All right, cool. Let's uh, let's go to our associate producer, Anjali Tyree, on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, at Street underscore Soldiers, hashtag Father's Day. Yes, and we asked the question on Twitter, what makes a good father? And we received several tweets. One tweet comes from at LoyalMaster84, who says, it's doing the best you can with what you have. More importantly, just being there, not about money. Another tweet comes from at GmailFatCat, who says, unselfish devotion to the right upbringing of children, serving as the masculine image to educate children. And one last tweet comes from at Shawnee87. It's about playing an active role in your child's life and not just providing the child with a child support check. All right, we're going to talk about, we're going to take a short break. We're going to talk about the money issue when we come back. We're also going to talk about the uh, issues with the child's mother. We just saw this whole drama play out with 50 Cent with his son and uh, how you negotiate your way around that and how you handle that as well so it's in the best interest of the child. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Happy Father's Day. And listen to Hot 97 all weekend long. Win your tickets to see Drake and Wayne in concert. Playing two shows this summer, Hot 97, of course, has your tickets to both. August 19th, Forest Hill Stadium. August 26th, PNC Bank Arts Center. And uh, you're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. At Lisa Evers, we'll be back right after this. Weekdays at 740 and 840, Hot 97 Morning Show gives you a chance to see if your loved one is ride or die. Hello? Hey, Michelle. Don't get mad at me, okay? But I, I need you right now. You know you left your keys on the counter, right? I took them yeah. this morning. I borrowed your car to drive myself to work. What? Wait, what? And I accidentally hit a cab. Now How the f- did you hit a f***ing cab, Laura? Shell, so now I'm in you behind dirty the You dirty You dirty Where's the car? Are you going to come? I'm going to come. I'm going to come. Of course I'm going to come. She's right The Hot 97 Morning Show. Weekday morning, 6 to 10. Not every great sports moment happens during primetime. At Buffalo Wild Wings, we reward those diehard fans who stay up to catch it all by keeping our kitchen open late. Everything from wings to burgers and nachos. Whether it's an East Coast crowd catching the end of a West Coast game or a life-changing triple overtime thriller, we're there with you until the end with hand-spun wings in one of our 16 signature sauces and five seasonings and 20-plus beers on tap. Great things happen at night, especially here. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Beer. Sports. Did you know it took 39 versions to get the American flag just right? That's proof that great things get even better when they're reinvented. Valvoline's been reinventing motor oil since 1866. And with our all-American roots, we thought it was time to celebrate our legacy by giving away a free American flag. Available at AutoZone when you buy five quarts of Valvoline motor oil and a Fram oil filter starting at $22.99. See store for restrictions and details. Flag offer expires September 30th, 2014. Go to Valvoline-USA.com for more info. Here's to our dads, our mentors, our providers, our lesson planners, our giant shoulders. And here's to our grads, our finishers, our closers, our inspiration to always go further. This Father's Day, show love to dads and grads with the gift of the best devices on the best network. 
Now through June 15th, Verizon has great deals on smartphones and tablets. Get $100 off any smartphone $199.99 and higher, like the Samsung Galaxy S5. It's just $99.99 after instant savings and $50 mailing rebate debit card. Or get an HTC One M8 for only $99.99. Want even more savings? Get great deals on tablets like the Verizon Ellipsis 7 or the Samsung Galaxy Tab 2 7.0, both now free. Give your best to your dads and grads. The best devices and the best plans on the best network. For best results, use Verizon. Visit any Verizon store, verizonwireless.com slash sale, or call 1-800-256-4646. All devices require a new two-year activation, upgrade, early termination, and other fees may apply. Coverage details at verizonwireless.com slash best network. Limited time offer. When dinner sneaks up on me, the Walmart Deli and Coca-Cola have it covered with effortless meals, like a market-side pizza and a deliciously refreshing two-liter Coke starting at $8.50. It goes well with, Mom, we won! And pillow fight. <laughs> with a trip to the Walmart Deli, I can serve an effortless meal and hear the noise every mom dreams of. Mm. Boom. Nailed it. Everless meal includes 16-inch XL market-side cheese or pepperoni pizza and two-liter co-product. Tax deposit and CRV not included. Father's Day is coming up, but don't panic. The Home Depot has the Real B1 Plus Combo Kit, a special buy, just 99 bucks, regularly 149 So let's do tools, not ties, and get a lot more bang for your budget with a cordless drill, an impact driver, two batteries, plus a charger. Let's do this. The Ryobi One Plus Combo Kit, just 99 bucks. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. Plus, by last U.S. only at for details. All right, listen up. Everyone out of the pool. Ladies, it's time to get your guys to Old Navy. Men's styles are all up to 50% off this weekend only. That's great. That's right. All men's on sale. It's a real dead stravaganza. And it's not going to last. So you better get to Old Navy on the double. Hey, hey, no running by the pool. Don't wait. Run to Old Navy this weekend for up to 50% off all men's styles. Exclude clearance valid 613 to 615 in stores only while supplies last. In San Francisco, go-getting entrepreneurs get up and go to La Cocina. It's part kitchen, part business incubator, and Wells Fargo is proud to support it all. The chefs bring the talent, we help fund the tools, helping to create jobs and small businesses for the community. It's one of 18,500 organizations we work with every day. Little by little, we can do a lot, because small is huge. Visit wellsfargo.com slash stories to see how big small can be. Wells Fargo, together we'll go far. Wells Fargo Bank and A, member FDIC. With a Sam's Club membership, you get incredible savings every time you shop. Summer's the time to save. So hurry into your local club to find amazing limited-time offers. Pick up 80% Angus ground chuck for only $2.98 a pound. Or save on delicious, boneless, skinless chicken breast, just $1.88 a pound. Join Sam's Club today and get summer cooking. With incredible prices on premium meats, the freshest produce, and more. Join and save. Sam's Club. Because life is better when you're in the club. See club for details. Enjoy lunch with a little more passion. Wendy's new Tuscan chicken on ciabatta. Lightly breaded chicken, rich garlic and roasted tomato aioli, and Asiago cheese. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Yo, what up, people? This is Common, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 9-7. People, baby. People, baby. And we're talking about the fatherhood factor on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers and everyone who is fulfilling that role in a child's life right now. So we're saluting you and uh, big up in you. We've got a great panel here. We have Shuaib Abdurrahim. He's a career coach with a fatherhood initiative with the Osborne Association. We have Premium Pete with Presence Over Presence, talking about the importance of giving of yourself, not giving so much like gifts. A.C. Clayton, he's a father and also author. 
Got Gilbert Ortiz. He's 22 years old. He became a dad at 15, actively involved in his daughter's life. Kenneth Haggerty works in the music business and is the father of six children. We have Kevin Powell on the phone. He is the author of 11 books, bknation.org. And uh, Kevin, let me just get a final word from you before we let you go there. Hello? Yeah, Kevin? Yes, ma'am. Can you say it again? Let's just uh, get a final word before we let you go there. Well, I, I, I just think that we need to continue to have these com- conversations. This conversation you're having is excellent, Lisa. Uh, I really am moved. I was actually moved to tears listening to some of the brothers on your show speak this morning. I Just like I said last night here in Miami with Trayvon Martin's father, I just talking about the different angles of manhood and fatherhood. And I just want to encourage the young men out there. You know, I'm proof that even if you didn't have your father in your life, uh, you can make something out of your life. You just got to decide. Uh, that you have to be a man and not stop there, make a conscious decision, even if you don't have any biological children. As I said, you know, I don't have any children yet, but we need to be in our communities because there's a lot of folks that are looking for us. You know, we need to show up. We have to show up as father figures. It's, it's more crucial than ever. Um, and, and I just, um, my heart is filled, like I said, you know, just uh, I'm still processing, Lisa, uh, uh, Finding my father and his family last Thanksgiving is going to take me some time because you just don't uh, get over uh, the hurt of what it was all those years, feeling like you were rejected and not wanted. Uh, but I do forgive. I think forgiveness has got to be a part of it. we got to yeah. have healing in our community. What did he say to you, Kevin, just w- quickly? What did he say to you? Like, well, did you? I mean, or did it even get to that point yet where you're I, like, I, why? I'm, I, what I will say, because I, I don't want to get into specifics, what I will say in general is that there was an acceptance of me that I didn't even know would, would be there. Um, oh, that's great. Um, yeah, and I, I'm still dealing with it because, again, it's a whole new family that I didn't even know existed, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, uh, um, it, it, I, this whole thing has affected a lot of us. You know, grown men into their 20s, 30s, and 40s, we need to understand this when the fatherhood is not, father's not there. And, you know, uh, it's even affected at times how I'm related to younger people. And so we just got to be real conscious of our actions. And the brothers there in your studio said it so eloquently. I just, uh, you know, this is why, again, with BK Nation, this is why we do the work we do around mentoring. Uh, we love organizations like Osborne and, and what the Fatherhood Initiative is doing. We need as many people as possible, especially men, uh, actually being actively engaged in our community to find these solutions. Because, you know, when the shows that we've done, Lisa, around violence, and, you know, I mean, you said it, all the issues that we see in our communities, a lot of it is rooted in that I had a horrific temper as a child. I was very violent growing up. We talked about some of the things that I engaged in in my younger years. A lot of it had to do with the fact that I was just completely confused about what it was to be a responsible man. I had no right. idea, so you're just acting out. And so I just want to encourage uh, men out there to please, please be present in some way. And one of the brothers said it, even if you don't get along with the child or children, the mother of your child or children, you've got to find a way. Because it doesn't just affect the boys, it affects the girls. No, it, it totally affects the girls, too. We're going we're gonna to talk about that as well. But, Kevin, thank you so, so much for, uh, for being on with us. We really appreciate it and sharing your God experience. Bless you all. Thank you so much. All right, thank you so much. That's Kevin Powell, BKNation.org, and author of 11 books. Every, we've got people that have been hanging on the whole show. Let's go to Ebony from Brooklyn right now. Ebony, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hi. hi. I want to give a shout-out to my stepfather, A.I. Well, she I. <laughs> hi, hi A.I. How you doing, Ebony? All right. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> All right, that wasn't a set-up call. Thank you so much, Ebony. We appreciate it. Let's go to Yana. <laughs> Let's go to Yana from Jersey. Yana, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. And she really got through and hung on for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, we just lost Yana. Let's go to... Um, Let's go to uh, this caller from Jersey. Hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. 
Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Uh, good morning. Good morning, fellas. Good, good morning, Lisa Average. How are you? All right. How are you doing? All right. Um, I actually just wanted to get, you know, some, um, a little input from the fellas that's on the, on the panel. Uh, first of all, happy Father's Day to you. Thank happy Father's Day. Father's Day also to you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, my parents, you know, they've been together for about 40, 40 something years. They have a Father's Day to this very day. Uh, however, I feel like we really don't have much of a relationship. You know, I got in a little bit of trouble when I was about 15, got arrested, and he didn't really step up, you know, to put me up under his wing. My mother pretty much did everything. You know, she taught me how to, she taught me how to ride a bike. You know, she taught me how to swim. You know, any, basically everything a man supposed to do, my father didn't do. My mother was the one that did it. And he really wasn't working that much. He had time, you know, to take care of things as such. Um, and I, I just feel, I, I feel kind of empty, you know, because, you know, my father's there, but he really didn't teach me how to be a man, per se, you know. And, and I struggle with it to this very day. And thank God, you know, I do have a daughter. But if I did have a son, I probably would, you know, struggle with, you know, teaching him how to be a man. But at the same time, uh, the things that I've learned on my own, I probably would try to, you know, hand that down to him. So you want to you want to have a better, you want to improve your relationship with your dad. Is that what you're saying? I would like to, but it's like... Like where do you even start at this point, right? I wouldn't even know where to start right now. To be well, honest. let's see. Let's let's see if our career coach here on the panel, Shuaib, can uh, can give you some advice. What what advice you give him? Because that, that's another factor too. It's and it, this goes to presence over presence. Is it's you could have somebody who's there, you know, technically there, but if they're not involved emotionally and involved actively in the child's life, it leaves it leaves a void as well. What advice do you have for that, him? That's that's exactly that's exactly what it is. He wasn't there emotionally. We never really talked. He never really hung out. Never went out and took me out to play football. I mean, I have a father with three older brothers, and he never, we never even sat down and watched sports together. I think that's a given that they have a son. Yeah, ba- basically. About sports and stuff that's like pretty that, ba- you know? That's pretty basic. Let's hear, let's hear what uh, Shuaib has to say. What advice do you have from Shuaib? Uh, first of all, you got to remember that your father is probably only acting out what he knows. He probably oh. had a father that was the same way. And this is one of the things that we have to realize about breaking this cycle, breaking this cycle of negligence. It's unknowing. A lot of uh, a lot of men don't know how to be fathers. They never had a father. And if they had a father that was, wasn't uh, engaged, probably because he had a father that wasn't engaged. So the discussion between you and him has to begin at, at the level of you understanding and acknowledging where he has come from. You're learning more about maybe his, your, your grandfather. And how he was raised, uh, trying to open up the discussion now because you're grown as a man. It's very painful, you know, but he has to reach down too. you know, of course, the onus should always be upon the father to do the, you know, to step forward and say it. But it's not always easy because they don't really know exactly what it is. To but you have, do you think it's also a generational thing, too, to some extent, too, because you see, like, the, the older men, the fathers, the grandfathers, that generation, they were expected, like, a real man doesn't show his feelings. A real man mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, to be strong, that that was, that's part of that, like, kind of image Absolutely. that they had. Whereas, whereas men today are more like, yeah, you know what, I'm, I've, got, I've got to deal with my feelings, otherwise I'm going to punch a wall or end up dealing with them in some negative way. That's exactly what I'm saying, you know, is that it's a generational thing, it's because how, how men were raised when right. I was growing up you know the men in my well of course my step my, my, my stepdad raised me you know he wasn't there most of the time because he was in the army uh, and so but for the most part by me being older 
and being the eldest in my family, I became like the father figure for my own brothers and sisters. You know, they looked up to me. Right. But I, I was grateful. My, my mother had a lot of brothers, so I had a lot of uncles. I looked to them. But there wasn't that open, you know, hugging and, you know, and, and let you right, see. Right, that kind of thing was more <laughs> no, the hard. Yeah, that wasn't so, part of the culture then, you know. Th- but. Does, that, does that help you a little bit? Yes. All right. Uh, I almost feel very similar to a person that, to be quite honest with you, that a, a father, you know, wasn't in that life. I feel very similar to that because, like I said, oh. I'm 40 years old and I'm still struggling, you know, with, you know, I'm my, I'm my own man of being the best man that I possibly can be. Yep. All right. Well, we're gonna, I'm going to get one more comment, and then uh, we're going to move on. But you should also check out those uh, the postings at bknation.org, hashtag Father's Day. And um, I wish you a lot of luck, and I, I give you a lot of, you know, we, we appreciate you calling in because I'm sure there's a lot of other people that are in that in that yes, situation yes. as well. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you, you so much. I got the brother's name, but thank you very much. Uh, You're welcome, it. young man. Also, uh, recommend to your father. Maybe you could reach out to a parenting program. It's never too late to learn parenting never skills. Never too late. There never you go. Never too late. Never too late. All right, thank you. AC, any final word on that? you like to say to him? No, I'm agreeing with Shaway. It's, it's always, we have to study the history. We got to find out what happened in their life. Exactly. Right? Like with my father, my father is around. It took for me to really get to study his history, to at least appreciate that I know that I can get to him. Right. His father wasn't around. So he he stepped up. He did a little better than before, than his father. Um, and so now it's on me to do better than him. All right, I like that. All right, let's go to, uh, let's bring in Andre Mitchell right now. Andre, you there? Yes, I am. Good morning. Good morning. This is Andre Mitchell with Man Up, Inc. Now, you guys have the march going on, Father's Day March Against Violence. Yes, we is- are actually walking against violence as we speak down Main Street. Um, we just got finished coming through Brownsville. We're walking through East New York right now, the 73rd, 75th precinct. Um, you know, community, basically, we just have about 60 to 80 men, fathers, or grandfathers, uncles, stepfathers, and we're just doing a walkthrough. So it's going really well. Thank you. No, we appreciate that. And what's, what street are you on, actually? We are actually on Sutter Avenue. Sutter, Sutter Avenue. Avenue, okay. Yeah, Sutter Connect, Brownsville, and East New York. It also even runs through Queens in some parts. So I'm joined by Council Member Charles Barron, and he's one of the Grand Marshals, and the father of uh, Prince um, Joshua Vito, his father Nicholas Vito. It's also, thank you, you know, they're also uh, working with us against violence. All right, and Nicholas Avito is is the father of of PJ Avito, the seven the uh, six year old boy who was uh, stabbed, stabbed to death in the yeah, in the Boulevard houses there. Andre, is is Nicholas up to talking with us for a minute? Father Nicholas, they want to know this is um Lisa Evers and number from Street Soldiers. Want to know if you want to say a word or two real quick on the radio? Yeah. Yes. Hello. Hi, Mr. Avito. It's Lisa Evers from Hot ninety seven Street Soldiers. Yes. And we just uh, we just commend you for your you know first of all our condolences to you over the loss of your son. Every, every, Thank you. Thank you. Every father here in this room is, and just it was heartbreaking seeing you walk to school every day with his book bag, with a superhero uh-huh. book bag, and the the fact that in your grief you can come out and take a stand in our community I think is speaks to the type of character you have. Uh-huh. And, and, and we really we really salute you. It's got to be a very tough day for you. Thank you. Thank you very very much. Yeah, she has a good walk though. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep the faith and always keep 
keep my son in my heart. It's like I got two hearts now. I guess he's propelling me to do what I'm doing. You know? Yes. Much respect to you, sir. Much respect to you. No, Nicholas. Nicholas, we have tremendous, tremendous respect for you, and for how you've for how you've handled this whole situation, and uh, you know the the fact that the person that that police believe is responsible for this is behind bars. At least that's got to give some some consult. You know, some feeling of closure or something. You know. Yes. Yes. Okay, uh, thank you. Huh? All right, Mr. Vito, our thoughts and prayers are with you today. We really appreciate okay, it. Okay, thank you very, I know, very much. I know I speak for everybody in the room, judging from Absolutely. the looks on their faces. Okay. All right, mind. thank you so much. All right, I, I'm giving the phone back to Mitch. All right, thank you. Andre? Yes, hello? Hey, Andre, so if people want more, Man Up Inc., people want more information, what should they yes. do? Well, they can go to our website. It's manupinc.org, org. Or they can call our phone number, uh, 718-498-2320. And so, Lisa, we really appreciate the coverage. Like I said, we joined by Council Member Barron. We, we have the Tomahawks walking with us. There's a lot of community-based organizations, the Peacekeepers, the Bodies of Peace. Uh, we have Project East New York, one of our sponsors, BMS, and also East New York Restoration LDC. So we actually did this in the in spirit of just getting the brothers, you know, together and uh, Father's Day, and uh, it's actually t- turned out really well. No, it, it, it sounds like it. Andre, thank you so much for calling in, and, and, and again, we just give our thoughts and prayers to Nicholas Avito. Thanks for putting him on the phone. Let him know he has a tremendous amount of support from people here and uh, a lot of admiration because the dads here are feeling like the understanding how tough that's got to be for him today yeah. to be thank out on so Father's much. Day and actually Happy doing Father's it. Day, everybody that's listening. All right, thank All you, right, thank you, thank you so God much. Bless. Isn't that incredible? Yes, it is. What a story. All right, let's take a phone call here. Um, let's go to uh, Tasha from Jersey. Tasha, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Okay, I think we lost Tasha. But also on the issue of violence, I want to let you know next Sunday we're going to be talking about the surge in gun violence. Crime, we keep hearing, overall down in New York. However, shootings up 13% over last year. Summer's just beginning. And in uh, May, up 43%. And you know a lot of it's happening in Brooklyn, which is uh, why we appreciate them doing the March Against Violence there. We're going to be talking about that next Sunday. If you want to be a guest on Street Soldiers, follow me on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter, at Lisa Evers. Uh, email address is there. And also hit up my executive producer, Tone Capone, toneforreal at gmail.com. That's toneforreal at gmail.com. And let me just throw these questions out because, unfortunately, we're running out of time. But to, to all of our panelists here, in, in terms of money, one of the issues that we hear uh, dad say is they can't afford to pay the court-ordered child support that they're supposed to pay, that they don't have enough money, that the child's mother is preventing them from seeing the child because of a money issue. Anybody have any advice on that? All I know is I got six children. I probably have lint in my pocket, but you know what? I'm there. Whatever it takes, I'm there. So money shouldn't be an option. You can't let it stop you. Yeah, you can't let that. There's no excuse to abandon shit. Right. There's no excuse to abandon shit. Period. End of story. Period. That's it. End of story. You got to find a way. Even if you can't play child support, you can still support your child. Right. Mm. It's two separate things. One is monetary. The other is your presence. And your presence can be can can be as simple as a letter, a phone call. Might have been, the involvement in the lives of your children is much more important than that. Don't think that money should always be, you know, the sole equate, you know, sole factor. 
But what about the issue? What, what about when the mother, you know, what about when she's actively preventing you from, from saying, I, I interviewed 50 Cent for Fox 5 right. recently right after his son's graduation. And he, he didn't know and he felt there was a lot of things that she was keeping from her son. But what about, you know, that, that's not an unusual case. Well, well, part of the training we go through with the Father's Initiative is healthy relationships. A healthy relationship begins with communication. It centers around communication. In order for there to be communication, there has to be mutual respect. And we, we may, may put the onus on the backs of the men. I mean, come on. I mean, she was good enough for you to... <laughs> get with. Get with. I mean, now, you know... We'll because, keep it on a Sunday morning tip. Exactly. Okay. You know, but the bottom line is that, you know, she's always going to be the mother of your child. You have to respect her or else your child will never respect respect her. She, she gets that automatically because she gave birth to your seed. And this is what we put, put the onus on the man. And have, starting on the basis of respect, then it's a, a matter of communication. We're not trying to uh, play, play cute and bring the family, bring them, the two of them back together. That may not be possible. But the bottom line is they need to communicate and understand that the child needs both of them. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I've got to be first. Wait, grab the mic there, Ken. I said the child has to be first. Always. Before, yeah, before, every, before everything else. Gilbert, you're shaking your head yes? Yes, I think um, if people put half the time into the illegal activities they were doing, you know, I mean, all that time that all we're All that wasting, scheming. All that scheming, <laughs> all the plotting. I think if you put that same time, energy, and potential into it, I mean, you can, all a kid actually wants is acknowledgement. Growing up, all I wanted my dad to do, which he always did, thank God, was he came home and just saying hi, and he gave me a little tap on top of the head and let him, you know, let me know he was there. That's all a kid wants, is to know that, is to be acknowledged. You think we make too much, like we think we have to do a big production, big gifts, and all, you know, like all that kind of stuff when really the kid just wants the presence. They want that, they want that, that parent there. Of course. I mean, growing up, there was no, when I was growing up, there was no iPhones or nothing like that. I mean, my dad taking me and my older brother to watch the Met game at the, over the train station. I mean, I was like, <laughs> That was like that was like Disney World for us because I come from East New York, Brownsville, where I mean maybe ninety ninety five percent of the people don't have a father. Right. And I was one of the ones I was lucky enough to have a father. But I mean, I seen people's fathers die, people's fathers leave. Want their father said I was going to go get a pack of cigarettes and never come back. So I mean, I believe that if you really genuinely want to be in your kid's life, the same way you were out there bagging up products, slinging rock. You know, illegal activities is the same way you could be in your kid's life if you really, really want to. And they could definitely use you. You can change their life. All right. Well, let's uh, check in with our associate producer, Angelique Tyree. Angelique, what's going on, on Twitter? Yeah, so we have a couple comments from our phoners as well as Twitter. Um, one of our phoners, Tasha from Jersey, says that she believes fathers need to be in their daughter's lives. She saw her mom jump from man to man and never had a strong father figure in her life. Another phoner, uh, who's by the name of Kurt Gaines from Brooklyn, who says... Um, he hasn't seen his son since he was 22 years old and wants to send all his love to his son in Long Island. And one tweet comes from at Aunt Cannon, who says, your kids don't always do what you tell them, but eventually they will do what they see you do. Mm. All right. Thank you very much. So hit us up on Twitter at Lisa Evers at Street underscore Soldiers. Hashtag Father's Day. What do you think about that? The guy says that he hasn't seen his kid for a long time. He knows where he is. What do you guys think about that? He's got, he's got to step up. He's got to step up and reach out. As difficult as it may be. You know, I'll tell you one thing. In in Watch the Throne and the song New Day by Jay-Z and Kanye West, Jay-Z quotes, uh, sins of a father make your life ten times harder. And that may be one of the truest things because, you know, you got to think of what you're doing, that you're bringing up these kids, and, and the sins that you cause are going to reflect on them. You know, and I'll tell you, just as far as your recent uh, topic, and it's talking about being there and as fathers, you know, we need to be there. I come from many cultures, and one of them is the sneaker culture. And it's so powerful these days. And the point I'm trying to make is, to quote one of my friends, Frank the Butcher, he says, listen, you got to do more 
than by matching Jordans with your kid. Mm-hmm. Because that people think like you just buy a pair of kicks and, and, and you match and you got the same outfits. It, it takes so much more than that to be in the kid's life. And that, that's why I talk about presence over presence. Um, Lisa, you know, when I was in prison, one of the things that I, I did every week, I wrote my children's letters every week. I didn't necessarily get letters back in return. For, for long periods of time, but I stayed consistent because I wanted them to know at this point, at least in my life, you are the most important thing to me, right? And this is this is the, the devotion that we have to put into our children. Like, no matter what's going on with your mother, you're the most important in my life. And that consistency, too, right. I think is the so consistency. important. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to stay consistent. You can't give up. You can't let her or anybody else block you from getting to your children. Because it can't be one kind of thing. The psychologists always say it can't be the type of thing where one year you're there for the birthday, for the holidays, yeah, for this, and then, you, and then the next year missing. And then like this drop in, drop out type of situation doesn't really work. My pops used to call me. My pops used to call me and say, I'm coming to get you Friday. Mm-hmm. And I'll have my book bag ready and my friends want to go to the park and play and all that. And I'll be waiting. And my mother is like, well, why don't you go to the park and wait for him to come? And I would stay there waiting. And he wouldn't come. He wouldn't come for weeks. And like, you I don't still have a, like, a hurt look in yeah, your eye yeah, as you yeah, say I'm that I'm still now. kind of devastated. That's why I would never do it to mine. Yeah. Which is, a, which is a great thing. I, I had a similar experience like that with my son. You know, I haven't, I haven't mentioned him because... Uh, I left the street. He was five years old. His mother and I didn't get along. She kept him for me for over 17 years. He came back when he was 22, and he found me on his own. I was in prison. And uh, that first visit was devastating for me. And he and I was just emotional. He was sit there and cried and held each other. But trying to re-engage with him, it was very difficult. Had to overcome a lot of, this, a lot of the misconceptions he had had, why I was there, why I didn't write. I didn't know where he was. But final word, because we're just about out of time. Shwab, what do you say to the men that are listening right now that are celebrating a Father's Day not with their children because they're not in touch with their children and are debating whether or not they should reach out, that feel that the the kids should be reaching out to them, they shouldn't be reaching out to the kids? What's your final word to say to them? Two things to say. Number one is that your children do love you. They need you. They are hurt. They are pained. Every time they don't hear from you, the time that expands or, or passes by when they don't hear from you makes the matter worse, makes the pain deeper. You must reach out to them. Write them a letter. Even if you don't get a response, keep writing. Do what uh, AZ said. Write every day. Write every, at least once a week. Write a letter once a week. And you never know. Sooner or later, they'll get through to them. They'll know what you care. They need to hear that. And the second thing I want to... Uh, Real on, fast, because we're almost that, out of time. There, there are over 98,000 children here in the state of New York who have a child, who have a parent that's... Which is unbelievable. I think we need to do a whole show on that, too. Anyway, I want to thank all of our fantastic guests for being with us on the phone earlier. Kevin Powell, A.T. Mitchell with Man Up doing that violence uh, march. Our our condolences and also prayers and love and support to Nicholas Avito, father of P.J. Avito. And my great guests here in studio, Shuaib Abdurrahim from the Fatherhood Initiative with the Osborne Association. Premium Pete with Presence Over Presence. Author A.C. Clayton. Check out his books. Gilbert Ortiz, 22-year-old father. Kenneth Hagel 
Haggerty, father of six kids, and I, I want to thank you all for being with us. We really, really appreciate it. And also, big shout out to everyone, my street team, Hot 97 street team, yesterday at the Sobro Dancing in the Streets Festival. That was unbelievable. Legends of hip hop right there, dancing in the streets. And so big shout out to the street team and to everyone we saw out there. And also next Sunday, violence, gun violence. Hit us up. Lisa at Hot97.com on Twitter at Lisa Evers Tone uh, Tone Capone my executive producer Tone for Real at gmail.com This episode of Street Soldiers brought to you by Metro Plus Health Plan Win a trip to Florida visit Hot97.com slash Metro Plus to enter and thank you to my whole Street Soldiers team executive producer Tone Capone our digital director Jeffrey Thacker associate producer Angelique Tyree and the one and only TJ board op tech support here check me out on Fox 5 News 5, 6 and 10 Twitter at Lisa Evers Instagram Lisa Evers Live have a great week everyone remember use your mind it's your best weapon I hope it's your only weapon I'm Lisa Evers push for peace Come celebrate the grand opening of Microsoft at Roosevelt Field with a live Demi Lovato concert June 21st. Events start at 10.30 a.m., so get there early to get your tickets. You can even camp out starting at 10 p.m. the night before. And while you're there, pick up a Dell Venue 8 Pro 